It's not the preacher or the deacon. So, Dale, you and I are off the hook this morning. But this preacher is standing in need of prayer this morning. And I always do every time I stand up here to, to preach. And so I just ask that as uh, you hear the word of God this morning, that you would pray for me uh, as well. And pray for yourself that you would receive these words and uh, not only receive them, but that they might impact you and, and change you this morning as well. We are in a month long sermon series called Prayer Changes Everything. And uh, I entitled it this way because I believe it's true that prayer does, in fact, change everything. Last week uh, was the first sermon in this series, and, and uh, I wanted to encourage you to, uh, beginning this Wednesday evening, we're going to be gathering in here at 6.30 to not only talk about prayer, but also to pray together. And uh, if you're one of those people that has a, a phobia about unstructured prayer time, uh, just know that this will be a guided prayer time, and it won't be weird. So uh, we would really encourage you to come and be a part of that, and uh, Pastor Dick will be leading this first one on Wednesday night, so please try to make it if you can. Last week we talked um, about why we pray, um, why we pray, and I suggested that we pray for at least three reasons. First of all, to express our devotion and our dedication to God, to communicate and to understand God's purpose for our life. That's the second reason that we should pray. And the third reason was as a way of cooperating with God as He carries out His purposes on earth. And to me, that is one of the more exciting parts of prayer is that we can partner with God in His work in the world in a very real way. This morning, I'd like to talk about answered prayer or more specifically about how our prayers or why our prayers do or don't get answered always. That is the conditions or the realities that must be present in our lives for God to hear us and to respond to our requests and, just as importantly, for us to hear God's response. The truth is sometimes our prayers seem to go unanswered because I think we're unable to hear God when He speaks. I also want to say this at the beginning. As we talk about this this, this morning, I don't want you to hear this as, and I'll say more about this, that if you simply do these things, and if you behave in this way, then it assures you that God will answer your prayers. It's not that simple, right? We can live a certain way, we can follow Christ, and sometimes our prayers don't get answered. I'll say more about that. But I don't want you to hear this as a formulaic kind of sermon. Do this, do this, do this, and bingo, you get whatever you want. You've probably heard people say this, and you've probably said this yourself, I tried prayer, <laughs> and it didn't work. I had a need. I prayed about it, and nothing happened. I didn't see any results. I'm not sure that prayer really makes a difference. I'm not sure that prayer really changes things. 
If you and I are honest, we probably have all said thousands of prayers in a variety of ways and have discovered that very few of them elicit a response from God. That's just a fact. Why is this? Why is this? Is prayer merely wishful thinking? Is it a superstitious activity that we engage in, hoping that something will happen? Is it something that we hope will work, but mostly it doesn't? Is that your experience with prayer? Last week, we read in John's Gospel, and we heard it uh, articulated again this morning in the passages from 1 John that Stan read, but last week we heard that if we abide in Christ, if we are in Him, if His words abide in us, we can ask for anything, anything, and He will do it. We also heard that if we believe in Him, if we believe in Jesus, we will not only do the works that He does, but in fact, we will do greater works than He does. And I asked you last week, you know, do you believe this? I asked myself, do I believe this? found it a bit troubling, honestly. And several of you did too because you talked to me <laughs> last week. And you said, Pastor, please know this. I, I'm, I'm not criticizing your sermon. I'm criticizing what Scripture says. <laughs> I, I love that because that's very honest. How can you read this how can you hear what we heard this morning and not go, is this possible? I can ask for anything, and God will give it to me. Now, there's some conditions, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Several of you found these words really troubling because you told me that this simply has not been true in your experience. And I think all of us would say, yeah, that's true for me too. Not always true. You've prayed for something, and in some cases you've prayed for years, and yet nothing has changed. God seemingly has not answered your prayers, even though Scripture says you can ask for anything, and God will do it. But I think there's a deeper question here. Does God promise to answer all of our prayers? Does God promise that to us? It's clear both in Scripture and from our own experience that God doesn't always answer our prayers. In fact, there are examples in Scripture where God seems to completely ignore the prayers of His people. So what's up with that? Pastor Dick will answer all these questions in two weeks. But this morning, but this morning I'd like to suggest that there might be some reasons why our prayers go unanswered or why we are unable to hear God. The Bible suggests that there are some conditions. And by the way, if you read a lot of the promises in Scripture, when God says, I will do this, they're almost always conditional. I will do this if you do that. In fact, a friend of mine preached an entire series on, well, Stan, you and I talked about this, on the conditions in Scripture. 
And that's what I want to talk about a little bit this morning. The Bible suggests that there are conditions or prerequisites, if you will, that need to be present in our lives if God is to answer our prayers, and more specifically, if we are to hear him. And I want to focus on that because I think sometimes God answers our prayers, but we simply don't hear. So I want to look at three, and here's the first one. We must have an honest and intimate relationship with God. In other words, we must be true Christ followers. And this goes beyond attending church, being a member of a church, being religious. This means having an honest and intimate relationship with the God who created us and created everything in the world. Jesus says that if we abide in him... Or another translation would say, if we are in him. And his words abide in us, we can ask for anything and he will give it to us. This is John 15. It's a beautiful promise, but in case you hadn't noticed, it comes with a condition. The promise here is, I will give you whatever you ask in prayer if, if you abide in me if you are in me. That is, if you have an honest and intimate relationship with me. How do we abide in Christ? I believe it's by allowing His words to abide in us, to live in us, to give us direction. By filling our minds and our hearts with His words as they come to us in Scripture, as they come to us in prayer sometimes. Now, I don't often, if ever, hear God's voice audibly, but God speaks to me. He speaks to all of us through Scripture, the Word of God. If we allow His words to penetrate our lives, we will abide in Him and He will abide in us. So if the starting point for answered prayer is to have an honest and intimate relationship with God, how do we know if, in fact, we have this kind of relationship? Ask yourself these three questions. Here's the first one. Have I refused to admit things that I've done wrong in the past? We talked about confession, and we prayed a prayer of confession this morning. Have I refused to admit things that I've done wrong in the past? In other words, do I have unconfessed sin in my life? It may be an activity. It may be an attitude. It may be a habit, or it may be a number of things. The truth is, when we go our own way and do our own thing in our own way, it weakens this relationship this connection that we have with God. It distances us from Him, just like it does in any relationship where we don't come clean with things. When we try to hide things from God or we try to cover them up, I mean, first of all, how crazy is that? Because we believe that God knows everything. But when we do that, this honest and intimate relationship is broken. You and I can't live two lives. We can't live disintegrated lives. In fact, so much of the Christian faith is about trying to integrate our lives, 
Who we are here, who we are here, who we are on a Sunday morning, they should all be integrated. We can't live for God and also live for ourselves. The Apostle John put it like this. If we claim to be without sin, we're just deceiving ourselves. The truth is not in us. However, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. The writer of Proverbs says it a bit differently. He who tries to conceal his sins cannot prosper, but the one who admits them confesses them, forsakes them, will have mercy. Proverbs 28, 13. So the first question is, are there things that I haven't admitted that I've done wrong? Second question, am I ignoring any of God's commands, any of His principles? In other words, am I doing the things that God asks me to do? Am I truly following Him? Or am I holding on to some things? continuing to do things or act in ways that are inconsistent with God's good intentions for me. 1 John 3, Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and we receive from Him anything, we, here it is again, anything we ask because we obey His commands and do what pleases Him. This is His command, to believe in the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another. To believe in Jesus Christ and to love one another. You're probably asking yourself, okay, pastor, how can I keep all of God's commands? You can't. <laughs> None of us can. Nobody's perfect. However, if we're ever going to hear God's voice, we need to do this. How will, we, how will he ever answer my prayers? God doesn't demand perfection and some of you really need to hear this, including me. God doesn't demand perfection. He simply requires us to be obedient. And that's a word we don't like so well. And obedience is simply choosing to do the right thing. And how hard is that from time to time? Choose to do the right thing. And the last question I'd like you to ask yourself is, do I really want God's best for me? Do I really want God's will for my life? And again, the Apostle John says, this is the assurance we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to His will, do you hear the conditions in here? According to His will, He hears us, and if we know that He hears us, then whatever we ask, we know that we'll have what we've asked for. When we ask according to God's will, then we have confidence in prayer. There are a lot of Christians, a lot of Christ followers, who are overly obsessed with this notion of God's will. They pray repeatedly, God, is it your will that I do this, that I do that, that I buy this, that I go here, that I go there? The real question is not, God, what is your will for me regarding these specific circumstances in my life? The real question is, am I abiding in Christ? Am I in Him, and is He in me? Is my life in harmony with God? Is my life integrated? Are my dreams and my desires in harmony with God? 
Are you trying to be the best that you can be and do what's right and to align your life with God? That's the journey that we're all on. We're all trying to figure this out to some degree. And how do we align our lives with God and who God is and what God desires for us? Are you eager to hear God's voice when you come here on a Sunday morning, when you pray, when you read Scripture? This is how I understand God's will. So if an honest and intimate relationship with God is the first condition for answered prayer, the second one is this, and this is a tough one. We must have a forgiving attitude toward other people. We need to forgive folks. Mark, in his gospel, quotes Jesus, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you've received it and it will be yours. And here's the condition. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive him or her so that your Father in heaven may forgive you. You see, unforgiveness is disruptive to prayer. Throughout Scripture, especially in the Gospels, forgiveness and prayer go hand in hand. They're linked. Only the notion of faith is more closely tied to prayer. Over and over, Jesus talks about prayer and he connects it to forgiveness. This, it seems to me, is because nothing hinders our prayers more profoundly than the unwillingness to forgive others and the resentment that results. When you and I hold a grudge, when we nurse ill feelings toward other people, when we allow bitterness to grow in our lives, which it does from time to time in all of our lives, our ability to pray and to hear God is stifled. I'm convinced of that. Maybe you're praying, maybe you're not hearing, maybe you're holding a grudge, maybe you have a lot of resentment. The writer of Hebrews says this, Watch out that no bitterness takes root among you, for as it springs up among you, it causes deep trouble, hurting many in their spiritual lives. So how do we experience answered prayer? First, by having an honest and intimate relationship with God. Second, by having a forgiving attitude toward people. And finally, by believing that God answers prayer. It's like, did he just say, yeah. Believing that God answers. We must believe <laughs> that God actually hears us and answers our prayers. James 1, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But here's the condition. When you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed about by the wind and so on. And then James refers to people like this as double-minded, unstable in all they do. This is a tough one because it kind of smacks of if I just believe if I will myself to believe strongly enough, it'll happen. And that's not always the case. But it's clear that we need to believe. We can't doubt. We must expect 
God to answer. There's only one kind of prayer that God answers, and that's the prayer of faith. Jesus said, anything is possible. Anything is possible if a person believes. You can say to that mountain, get up and go there. You know, he uses language like that. What are you expecting God to do in your life? What are you hoping for? What prayers, as you sit here this morning, would you like God to answer? What prayers are you desperate to have God answer? Scripture says without faith, it's impossible to please God. When it comes to answered prayer, faith is the most important thing. It's an absolute prerequisite. But what is faith? <laughs> it's a whole other sermon is what it is. It's not simply believing that God can do something or that God might do something or I hope that God will consider doing something. It's believing that God will do something. And I think it's on us to be able to hear God oftentimes. We might have an honest and intimate relationship with God. We may be very forgiving, have a forgiving attitude toward other people. We may pray with sincere faith, as many of us do. We may feel we have every right to expect God to answer our prayers, but the truth is sometimes God doesn't answer our prayers. I don't know why, but he doesn't seem to do it. And then in some cases, God answers, right? And I hope that all of us could point to a time where we say, well, God answered that prayer in my life. Our job, our journey is to simply do what God asks us to do, to be the people that God calls us to be And the rest is really up to God. Some questions for you as we close this morning. Which of these conditions, and I don't even really like that word so well, have you been overlooking? Have you not paid attention to? Maybe, just maybe, you've been holding a grudge. Maybe you've been nursing resentment for many years. Maybe you've been nursing resentment towards somebody who's not even here anymore. That's possible. A parent, a sibling, an ex-spouse, I don't know what it would be. And you've allowed this bitterness to build up in your life. It's nearly impossible to hear God when we pack that stuff around. Maybe you've been refusing to admit something wrong in your life. You've known it was there, but you didn't want to go to God and simply say, you're right, God, I was wrong, I admit it, I messed up, forgive me. Maybe you've prayed, but you've never really expected God to answer because in your experience, he hasn't. And so why do I keep praying if God never answers my prayers? They just keep going up. 
Why should I even pray, you might ask. Why bother? I'm not sure it'll make a difference anyway. But the most important question is this. Do you have an honest and intimate relationship with God, with Jesus? Are you on the journey? We're all on it somewhere. Are you this morning? I'm not talking about church membership or church attendance. I'm not talking about being a good person or a religious person. I'm talking about a personal relationship with God, abiding, abiding in Christ and allowing Christ to inform our lives. He wants us to know him personally. That's why God sent Jesus to earth, so that we could not only know what God was like, but that we could become more like Jesus. Do you have an honest and intimate relationship with him? Let's pray together. Lord, hear our prayers this morning, mostly unspoken. Remind us that you are with us on this journey, that you go with us, that you always are present in our lives, whether we sense that or not. Help us to pray in faith. Help us to let go of those things that we hold so tightly to, those resentments and bitterness. Help us to pursue you, God, and to understand and to listen as we pray. Help us to trust that you are good, and even when we don't hear your response, to know that you love us deeply. In Jesus' name, amen.